This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Before we get to this special edition DNVR Rockies podcast with Jack from Jolly Olive, please stick around after the interview where we've got a couple words on some of the things going on in the Arizona Fall League, an exclusive one-on-one interview with Tom Suteris, one of the bench coaches in the Arizona Fall League, as well as the hitting coach this past season at AA Hartford, as well as some thoughts on the Fall Stars game. Rockies had a couple representatives that are going to play in Saturday's All-Star Game. It's known as the Fall Stars Game. So here's the interview with Jack from Jolly Olive talking all about the Rymel Tapia video you guys know and love and stick around afterwards for a couple more thoughts. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee will improve the quality of your morning because it's rich in CBD, CBG, and will give you zero coffee jitters. It helps chronic headaches, joint pains, etc. 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25 at Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today is the man, well-known in the Colorado area, uh, for producing a fantastic video on Rymel Tapia, and we love it. And the love you've gotten back from Rocky fans, I think, has been pretty good for the most part. It's Jack from Jolly Olive. Jack, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, man. Let's just pretend this this logo back here is a Rocky's logo, okay? Just for this video. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm good, man. Yeah, we I think Mets fans, Rockies fans, you know, equally suffer their their fandom and really continually pull their hair out, regardless of who the owners are of the team. And so I, I think there's a lot of camaraderie between the two fan bases. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was a frustrating 2021 for both teams. I think it was frustrating for the Rockies from the get-go and obviously frustrating for the Mets probably at the end of August onward. But I think there's there's reason for promise in both teams, whether that's accelerated or not is remains to be seen. But the Rockies have a lot of fun players that uh, I, I like to talk about. Tapia was the top of my list, and we're going to talk about him plenty in this. But, you know, the Rockies have a couple of sneaky good players on their roster right now. Yeah, Tapia is sneaky good. He's a little bit underappreciated. The stats certainly don't do him justice, and that's probably where we should start is with your video. You kind of covered, you know, some of the good, the bad, the fact that, you know, there are comparisons to Derek Jeter and Ichiro Suzuki. You like hearing that? Christian Yelich, Eric Hosmer. Hey, these are really good ball players. Uh, if you want to squint and look at some of those things, but there are other indicators that suggest, shoot, you know, he might not be around too long, perhaps. Right. Yeah. The interesting thing with Tapia is that he's kind of, he's running out of time a little bit. I think he's been in the league. This was his fourth or fifth year. Uh, he's been around since like 17 or 18 and he's had a really interesting swing of things. Uh, I, I talk a lot in the video about launch angle and I know that, it's a scary term for older fans of the game who don't 
you know, quite understand it and that's okay. And, you know, high launch angles don't necessarily mean that you automatically become a good hitter. The really interesting thing about Raimel Tapia is that he used to have a high launch angle. When he first came up to the league, his average launch angle was something like 18.1 degrees. And this year, uh, it was catastrophically bad. In fact, it's the worst launch angle ever recorded by Savant since they started recording the stat in 2015. Uh, his average launch angle was negative 4.4 degrees, which means that every time he hit the ball, he was pretty much hitting it directly into the ground. And that was sort of the first thing I noticed about Tapia when I was uh, looking up stuff. And it was surprising that the next nearest player, you know, was keeping it somewhat off the ground, had, you know, a little less than 3% elevation there. Shout out to Royals shortstop Nicky Lopez. But there's a lot of similarities with, you know, the reverse launch angle or the lack thereof with, you know, a guy like Ian Desmond, who was, you know, frustrating for the Rockies for much, you know, different reasons. I don't know if Tapia is that frustrating because I don't think, you know, the expectations work kind of, you know, quite what they were for Desmond, partially because, you know, he wasn't given a, a very lucrative contract. He'll be making 3.9 million potentially in arbitration. So is that a little bit too high? You know, we'll kind of wait and see this off season. But the the thing I love about your piece is it really is sort of a, a letter to Ryan Maltapio. Hey, but here's actually why I love you because there's so much potential still in there. Right. And I'm never going to proclaim myself as some sort of MLB coach or guru where my word is gospel. And if you do these things, you'll become a better player. It's just it seems like so many of the things are are clear cut with Rymel because Rymel succeeds at so many things. Like we always see him in highlight reels and he had that really great hit streak in June where he was lighting the league up and he has to face tough pitching all the time in the NL West. Uh, there are a lot of great aspects to Rymel's game and he's had a lot of peaks over the past few years. And I actually really did think that this video was going to be a null point because I thought 2021 was going to be a big year for him where he finally started to put some things together. Uh, instead, that was actually Ryan McMahon, who I feel like had the, uh, the breakout year that I expected Tapia to have. And their situations are a little bit uh, uh, similar in a way because McMahon also had his launch angle struggles. He wasn't really lifting the ball, uh, even though he had decent power behind that swing. And Tapia, you know, there's a lot of, he's a slender guy. He's skinny he's agile but there is a lot of pop in that swing when he's able to arc the ball and get it on the line yeah as you pointed out home runs this year against scherzer walker bueller jacob de grom you know and, and those those were half of his yeah. home runs this year so if you've got that kind of potential i mean man the sky really could be the limit if if you're looking at that but man it's it seems like he's he's just too much of a free swinger i mean i I know you said you're not a coach. I, I know you say, you know, you, uh, you're, you're not Jeff Fry. Uh, mm. Shout out there to, to anyone keeping track of that on Twitter. But, uh, you know, what, what do you think might be the solution or what could he do slightly differently that could, you know, increase the amount of home runs he hits and doesn't necessarily have to be a Cy Young Award winner and future Hall of Famer. He can <laughs> just homer off of a number four starter. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, a normal home run hitter. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that some of these things cannot be changed uh, from a day to day or week to week basis. Like altering your launch angle is an incredibly arduous and difficult thing to do. And it's a lot to ask for a person to do it in the middle of the season. So Rymel has six months 
to notice these things. And I'm sure Rocky's hitting coaches have been telling him for probably longer than this video has existed for sure. Um, so Rymo, this is a big off season for him. It's kind of a proving off season. Cause I don't know how much is left on his player contract, but his big thing is going to be uh, getting the ball on a line, not even necessarily on fly balls, because uh, for those who watch the video, you know that his WRC plus weighted runs created plus numbers for each uh, type of hit ground balls, line drives and flyouts. Uh, Ground balls and uh, fly balls, not fly outs, excuse me, were both under 100, which is the league average. And line drives was over 300, which is one of the best marks by any hitter in the game, period. So if Rymel Tapia can learn how to square the ball up on a consistent basis and just hit it on a line, even with that great altitude uh, at Colorado, uh, his game is going to completely change. We already know that he's a, a, a average to above average defender. We know that he's a stolen base threat. We know that he can hit doubles and triples easily. So the only thing really missing from his game, which drives down his OPS plus is the fact that he's just not hitting the ball uh, for pop that uh, that that often, but he's clearly capable of doing so, which makes it uh, fun and also frustrating because you know he's that capable of player. Yeah, shout out to our, our buddy Kevin, also known as Saber Saber Skeptic, uh, the one as you gave him credit uh, for Great that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he he loved uh, seeing his name out there. It almost seems like again to make make two Mets references that cross over to the Rockies. That Rymel Tapia could use a Daniel Murphy-like figure to help him yes. with his launch angle and could just need a little bit more support from current hitting coach and former brief member of the, the 86 Mets, Dave Magadan, who mm-hmm. has kind of you know come under fire a little bit and you know maybe on the hot seat if this offense doesn't take off because it's been a lot more about the pitching right now with the Rockies organization than the hitting. And right. and so, as you said, McMahon too, you noticed that his numbers kind of took a dip in overall launch angle for the course of the season. Yeah. Uh, McMahon was not on my radar as a, as a big breakout candidate. I know he had like, I think he had a nice 2020, but he wasn't really on my radar to have a decent season. He was another one that had uh, launch angle issues uh, going into 2021. And you mentioned uh, the hitting coach on the hot seat, Trevor Story had a down year. A lot of the guys that, you know, they're not considered franchise cornerstones because the Rockies aren't a transitional phrase, but Tapia was looked at as one of those guys. That's like, Hey, he's been here since 17, 18. This is a guy we can rely on a guy that's, you know, put in a hundred games pretty much every year uh and tapia just didn't have that caliber of season i mean who you go to blame you know you blame the player you blame the coach it it doesn't matter much at that point if the results aren't there but the thing that i see in tapia is not a thing i i see in a lot of rockies position players and that's because you know a lot of the guys are making their way up through the minors and stuff like that but i did like you know some things i saw in brendan rogers um I just think that, you know, there, there needs to be an overhaul of the approach, I think, uh, in Rockies hitting right now, because it's a it's a consistent issue that I, I've been seeing in a lot of hitters. Yeah, it's that selectivity, you know, because, yeah. again, your piece does a great job saying, hey, he's making great contact, but he's also doing it with pitches that are out of the strike zone. So right, right. having that uh, that patience or that that command or control over over what pitches you you choose to go after can obviously, you know, impact that and i and i think you're right that that they're aggressive which is a good thing and you know you're gonna you're gonna take advantage of the large outfield that cores feel that's why you know hitters uh, for the rockies have you know the, the highest babip uh, ultimately usually uh, across baseball and why there's been so many you know nl batting crown winners and so you know you got to use it to your advantage because that's not going to be there the other 81 games of the season when you're not right. playing of course Right. And you mentioned uh, uh, Tapia's contact rates because the the 
oddity with Tapia does not end at his launch angle and the peculiar numbers there. It goes even further because Tapia is one of the best contact hitters in MLB right now on par with guys like Jose Altuve and Jose Ramirez. You mentioned out of zone contact, which I mentioned in my video, uh, his mark of 78.7% was seventh in MLB. That's top 10. That's really, really good. Uh, and you don't think you'd think by default, this means, okay, he's a free swinger. He probably strikes out a lot, poor walk percentage, all that, but you know, Tapia's numbers in those regards were not bad either. 16.0 K percentage. That was top 40 in the league. Uh, he's swinging in the zone as well. 92.7%. That was 12th in MLB. So, I mean, Tapia's numbers for contact and being selective with pitches are all near the top of the league. So it, it's really perplexing uh, to see him struggle so much offensively with uh, an OPS plus. And obviously OPS plus can be skewed because of cores and because of how that park factor can skew that stat. But still, to be 20 points under average as a Rocky is definitely a point of concern and definitely a point that something is wrong in the process that has been right before. Colorado is looking to add some payroll. So you don't think that they're going to you know, cut a guy because eh, $3.9 million for that kind of production, maybe it's too right. much. But you know, this time last year, David Dahl was a player that was you know, designated for assignment unceremoniously. And you thought, mm. I mean, shoot, only a year prior, he was an all-star. So, you know, I think similar situations between those two, you know, about the same age, both had the, the same amount of control, at least as of last year, Tapia still has two more years. Do you think there could be a team that might be a, a better fit for Tapia or, you know, just teams in general that would be interested in, in taking a flyer on him and maybe give up? you know, a helpful young relief pitcher. What, what mm. might the market be for Tapia right now? Should the Rockies yeah. be open to trades? That's, that's a really good question. And David Dahl was a really good player to bring up there because I, I, I for one thought that when the Rangers kind of scooped him up under the radar, that, that it would be a solid pick, but Dahl didn't really fix the issues that were wrong with his approach. And now he's, you know, a triple a AAA guy and I'm, he, he has the capability to, to come back. But the thing with Tapia is that Tapia has a lot of plus defense. He has that stolen base threat. Um, in his game. And the thing with Tapia is that he's sort of a reclamation project. Like he, you've seen uh, peaks and stats over various different seasons. There's never been one season where everything has been put together. Uh, so if you're looking for a, a trade suitor for Tapia, it's definitely a team that might even be similar to the Rockies in a way, a team that doesn't have a ton of money to spend, has a spot they need filled uh, and has coaches that they believe are capable of turning this type of player around as well as a farm system that they're willing to give up, you know, a lower end to middle prospect because Tapia's upside is there. And I, I think that there are people smarter than me and you in front offices and coaching staffs that know this, uh, but that being said, I think the Rockies would be very unwise to cut Tapia loose, uh, knowing what they have on their hands because they've been so familiar with him for the past half decade. Um, so I definitely believe there are suitors out there. I don't think you'd see him go to like an instant contender or anything like that, but a place where he can get reps if the Rockies are in a position where they don't really have that spot for him anymore. I could very well see that happening. Yeah, it could be the case with Connor Joe. Uh, you might need to make a, a video about Kojo because he was kind of a sleeper before he got he hurt. my Mets this year. I remember this he did. He told us. So he'll be in left. We know Charlie will be in right, maybe uh, mm -hmm. as a designated hitter a little bit here and there. But the Phillies, they got two spots open in their outfield after Odubel yeah. Herrera and Andrew McCutcheon had their options decline. Of course, Bryce Harper really being the only one sticking around Mickey Moniak. Uh, it could be some questions about him. I yeah, think I don't know. he's better with his glove. But when you talk about teams in similar positions, I mean, the Diamondbacks strike me as a club uh, where there could be a deal swung. And uh, later this week, I'll be on with PHNX 
uh, our, our sister station out here in, in the uh, Southwest. And so we'll have to see if we can strike a deal uh, between the D-backs and the Rockies. I do we, like the Phillies pick there. I like the D-backs pick as well. One team that I would keep my eye out on uh, in terms of trying to get the most out of a player while operating under constraints is the Detroit Tigers. We've heard them linked in a ton of free agency rumors so far. They have some open spots in that outfield. Tapia may be a fourth outfielder there. I don't necessarily believe he would be an instant starter. But for a team that has boasted a very nice coaching staff that overhauled their defense halfway through the season to become one of the ver- uh, to become one of the best defensive teams after being one of the worst, that makes a lot of sense for Tapia. Not so much in the fielding approach because he's been a good fielder, but in terms of getting the most out of a player, I believe the Tigers coaching staff is on the up and up and could be looking for reclamation projects all around the league. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up the Tigers because I do have a question for you after I tell you about ball aerospace and technology. We love saving you guys money and we love companies trying to save the world. And we've got some new information on ball and their manufacturing plant in Golden. They're looking for production technicians. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com by searching for Golden. This position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage camp production process at Ball's plant in Golden. They offer a competitive $27.39 per hour rate with potential increase at 6, 12, and 18 months. You get uh, active the day of hire with your comprehensive insurance, 401k for retirement stock purchase ownership program. So many benefits for working for a ball. And you can text GOLDEN right now to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. Or you can go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. Then take that hard-earned paycheck and buy yourself a home with the expertise and support of Chevalier Mortgage. Chevalier's mortgage ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind. And with the highest level of integrity, they're so now. And they have a fun perk right now for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. And when you do, most importantly, make sure you set up a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com. Make the bubble work for you, even if you're trying to refinance with natural equity going on in your home. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. DraftKings Sportsbook, you know them as the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they've got an offer every football fan needs to jump in on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL team to score a point. That's right. It's it's a guaranteed. It's a lock. That's the whole point. And once they do, you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy and that rewarding. You should also know that you can get skin in the game with new same game parlays, right? You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. And the more legs you add, the more money you end up winning. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game for there to be a point that's scored. It's really that simple. When they do, you win $100 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for de- details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As we said, the Detroit Tigers, you had a really cool video uh, you're one before Tapia about the baseball narratives that died in 2021. And one of those happened to deal with Tigers manager 
A.J. Hinch. Did the Astros yeah. carry him? Are the Tigers going to be really good going forward? What are your thoughts here, Jack? Yeah, I mean, so we saw the uh, unceremonious exit of a lot of the people involved in the Astros cheating scandal, your Carlos Beltran, Alex Cora, who came back. And the biggest one, the figurehead of the entire thing was A.J. Hinch. Um, I thought as soon as I saw that hire, I instantly knew it would be a perfect fit in Detroit. Obviously, you know, they knew from the get go that is a long, long road to get back to contention, but it could, you know, speed up this offseason with some key acquisitions. Uh, in terms of uh, the video that I made, uh, the baseball narrative said that died. I fully believe uh, after looking into the Tigers numbers and the quality of players that they had that AJ Hinch has done a fine job in turning around the trajectory of that franchise so far. They were one of the best teams in the American League in the second half. Uh, as I mentioned before, their outs above average on their infield was putrid. In the first half, they figured out exactly what was wrong and fixed it going into the second half, making them one of the best defensive teams. They got really good production out of guys like Heimer Condelario and a few others that are slipping my mind right now. So the Tigers are on the up and up, and if they get some serious weapons going, uh, you're going to see A.J. Hinch back in the postseason very soon. So I don't believe the Astros' core carried him. I think it definitely helped that they were there and as talented as they were, but A.J. Hinch is a very good manager. Yeah, I think the Tigers are going to be a force going forward. I, I had them uh, at plus 4,500 as an early World Series winner for next year. Yeah, I Ooh. don't know that's going to happen, but if you want to lay even a dollar on it. A little sprinkle? That's why fun. not? Yeah, Ooh. you got to spread it around a little bit. They've got some money to spend. You know, We'll see if there's a, a reunion uh, between Hinch and Carlos Correa. That's a big one. They'll, they might that's end up getting pick. some shortstop. I, I think Javi Baez might even be, could even be a better fit where it allows them to sign him don't to more of a short-term deal. Don't say that to me. You want him back on uh, yeah, in I Queens? Want I, want my, yeah. I want my middle infield intact. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the Tigers' rotation is pretty good, too. Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, yep. a couple guys. Well, you, you brought up the Mets, so we, we do need to talk about them. What the hell's going on with the Mets here, Jack? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I mean, I was it was nice to come on the Denver podcast to simply escape uh, thinking about them. Uh, they're going into the winter meetings. They have a, a squad of five that are none, – none of them are GMs or anything like that. Uh, Conforto rejected the qualifying offer. Most people saw that coming. I don't know. It's going to be a, a spooky, scary offseason, one that got off on a really bad foot. Um, and, you know, the, the Rockies in the same vein, they really disappointed me by not giving John Gray that QO after not trading him. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they have an offseason roadmap that they're going to follow uh, and get, get, you know, some core pieces intact. But yeah, for the you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the Rockies and the Mets are in very interesting states of limbo right now, whereas the Mets, you know, they have those expectations. And I think the Rockies are sort of under that right now because of how, you know, jam packed the NL West is. But, you know, these are big winters for both of these teams for laying groundwork moving forward. The Mets really could do some loading up for the most part. Another cool video uh, that, that you put out recently was uh, every MLB team's craziest stat. You, you had one just for the American League. That's how chock full of, of, of goodness you had. You had some for the National League too. Charlie Blackman, were you surprised for a guy who's not known for his defense anymore, former center fielder, but mm -hmm. that he had 14 outfield assists this year and three double plays you know dude yeah. outfield was double plays <laughs> so cool i mean i had no idea i you'd think it would be a guy like tapia out there to put up those kind of numbers but charlie blackman has a cannon and i feel like no one talks about it which is really neat because he seems like a perfect candidate for that nldh spot if it ever comes but you know charlie you know he's been so quietly dependable in colorado forever and you know you can look at some metrics and he's been below average in some aspects because you know he's getting older and he's been playing the outfield his entire career which you can't say for a ton of guys especially in the american league 
So Charlie Blackman, definitely impressive in right field. I think he's, you know, a, a good fit to stay there for a decent while. And, you know, Charlie could play into his, his late 30s, early 40s. I mean, you never know with him. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, you know, infamous almost for his post-game workouts where everyone's waiting in the clubhouse to talk with him. And he's still got another 45 minutes doing whatever <laughs> he does uh, mm-hmm. to keep himself fresh. So he's able to do that. What are what are your thoughts on on the Rockies as as a whole right now? Where you think you know they could be headed in the next couple of years? They've they've got a lot of really good minor leaguers down in the yeah. A ball area, low A, high A. Is it going to be a few years until those guys come up? Until we can maybe see them back in the postseason, or is there still something there with with this core that's left over? Let's just mm. say. Yeah, I, I so I, I know that people panned the Arenado move and, you know, there was questionable in its own right. I think that the Rockies pitching has not been in this good of a state in a long time. And I feel like that got a little bit overshadowed by, you know, just kind of a mediocre season that everybody kind of expected. Uh, they extended Sensatella. I hope they, you know, shell out some dough for Marquez because he is the best that's ever come to Colorado. Probably the best that will ever come to Colorado just in general. Um, they didn't extend the queue to John Gray. That was an early disappointment for me because I think that formidable three is really good to build around on. And, you know, they're in a tough, oh, excuse me, they're in a tough era of the NL West right now with the Giants rising out of nowhere and the Dodgers being the Dodgers and the Padres probably loading up ammo to come back next season. So, you know, if you're a Rockies fan, this obviously isn't the thing you want to hear, but contending right now is difficult and probably not ideal for where the Rockies are at. Um, I think conserving payroll and spending wisely and, you know, investing in these draft picks and making sure that, you know, you fund the development system of the Rockies and make sure these guys are getting taken care of. That should be priority number one, because there is a lot of young talent in the Rockies system. And there has been in prior seasons that I feel like didn't really ever come to fruition. And I feel like that can always go back to the organization in some way. So, I mean, they clean slate headed into 2021. They're heading in a new direction. It's been another, you know, rebuilding phase for the Rockies, but a lot of people forget that this team was a two-time wildcard team, you know, in in back-to-back years, not that long ago they beat the cubs in 18 i believe so it's not like we're that far removed from rocky success and there's no reason to believe that we're not far removed from future rocky success they just need to you know have a plan in place and not sort of coast with these decisions the john gray qo i know i keep bringing it up because i thought it was a lock and it didn't happen um that is worrisome but there's it's a long off season full of many decisions to make so you know don't feel too discouraged by that yeah in in a vacuum the qualifying offer thing, as you said, kind of, you know, expected, but disappointing. And you say, okay, that kind of is the right choice, but you, you rewind the clock at the, to the trade deadline and say, you had an opportunity to get more than just one compensation round pick for story and for gray. And if you couple those two guys together, I mean, shoot, look what, you know, the return that the nationals ended up getting now, of course, probably no, Definitely caliber as Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, but nevertheless, you yeah. could at least maybe get one top 100 prospect from a team. So you're right. You've got to manage those things. While we're talking about the NL West in, in the video, uh, you also had something about um, those narratives that are kind of been busted. Sal Perez being overrated. Do you, do you think maybe Buster Posey is overrated? It's hard to say that about a guy like him, but is he like a 97% first ballot Hall of Famer kind of guy? or or not and and is salvi going to be one eventually so yeah so i'm going to answer with my perspective and then the perspective of of a writer or a voter in that case i think that uh, posey has been perennially perennially underrated um 
for a decent key. He always just kind of flew under the radar for me. I'm not going to lie to you. He missed 2020. I missed some time in 2019 and he had a really good year uh, this year, 2021. And uh, he's very well respected in San Francisco. And I think those years where they were sort of out of contention, the 2015 to 2019 uh, before this season, you know, Posey just kind of did his thing. You know, he played every four days, he played four days, that kind of thing. And, you know, always put up solid offensive numbers. And I think that, you know, in that similar vein, uh, where Posey doesn't get a ton of praise until now, obviously he's retired. Um, Salvador Perez, I felt like always got the numerous praise that I felt that Posey deserved. And, and in that case, I think they're both going to be Hall of Famers just because they've been around for so long, just because they both have rings, just because they, this type of player, this catcher that's been reliable for a decade, it doesn't exist that much anymore. Like you have your Yadier Molina, you have your Buster Posey, you have Sal Perez, and now a lot of teams are adopting, you know, two reliable catchers or platoon catchers or pitchers have catchers that they prefer to throw to. So those catchers get to start. And it, 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 that position is is fading away from a, a cornerstone starting guy that goes out there every five days um so i think that both of them you know are going to get the respect they deserve by getting into the hall I, whether or not sal deserves it is whatever at this point because he's just so synonymous with kansas city and players that are synonymous with franchises deserve to go into the hall for those franchises fans that's always how i felt that's why i feel like todd should get in because he was a rocky for his entire career and a fantastic hitter at that um, so yeah, I think they'll both get in. I think they both deserve to get in, in different capacities. I think Buster's a little bit more deserving, but yeah, 97% first balloter. I would definitely agree with that. Jack, look, you're, you're putting yourself over here big time talking about Todd Helton going to the hall of fame. You're I getting am. even more, more Rockies fans are going to be coming to the Jolly Olive he deserves uh, it. YouTube channel. And you know what? And you, I, I also want to mention too, you've got the Shea station. You've got a really good uh, show uh, on, on YouTube and uh, podcast form too, I imagine, with uh, great left-handed uh, reliever Jerry Blevins. With yes, sir. a name like that, you have to be a left-handed you know, reliever. Oh, of course. You gotta. Yeah, Jerry's the man. Very cool dude. Yeah, that, that's got to be just a dream come true for a, a kid growing up. Again, you never know where your future is going to take you. And you know how many times did you see Jerry Blevins play at well, it would have been City Field by that point, and think one yeah. day this is going to be my colleague, and I and they have to text him <laughs> and say, "Hey, can you make sure you're here on time? And can you get your act together, JB? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think that that thought never popped in my head at the stadium. But you know, it, it all happened so fast. It happened in a whirlwind. But I'm I'm very thankful nonetheless. Yeah, well, Jack, thank you so much for taking out some time talking with us today. Please go ahead and uh, plug away uh, anything else other than I'll I'll. I'll Tell people to follow you on Twitter at Jolly underscore Olive. What else have you got for them out there? Yeah, so uh, we discussed in this video a lot about uh, the video I just made on Colorado Rocky, Rymel Tapia. I believe he's not the only Rocky I'm going to be making a video about this offseason. I won't reveal too much. Uh, so if you're interested in that or anything else that we talked about, go check out my channel, Jolly Olive on YouTube. Uh, yeah, for all assorted baseball content and stuff like that. Jack, this has been great, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, joining us. Let's make sure to give a big shout out to all of our DNVR members, especially those of you that come out to all of our great watch parties for Nuggets and Avs games, as well as Rams football, Buffs football, and hey, it's college basketball season. That's getting going. And you know that when you come out to the DNVR bar, members get a larger beer. We upsize that bad boy. You know you get a discount on all kinds of gear. In fact, if you have an annual membership, you get a free shirt from DNVRlocker.com. If you just want to check us out, 50 cents for your first month. Can't beat that. But we've got watch parties going on all the time. 
We even have a really cool tailgate coming up on Sunday for the Eagles game. Make sure you find out about that, especially if you want to get on the all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink Breck Brewery package available for members and non-members alike. Again, there's happy hour from 3 to 6 every day with drink specials and appetizer discounts. Can't go wrong at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York. And you can't go wrong with Breckenridge Brewery, especially since it's our official beer at DNVR. And did you know they're also our official seltzer? They are. Yeah, it's good company hard seltzer. Now available at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York. You can get it at home at any King Supers, Costco, etc. Especially if you want to tap in to their 15 can sampler, the tap pack, as we prefer to call it, since there are 15 cans of Breckenridge Brewery's Good Company Hard Seltzer, which is easily an easy choice for a great company. We've got a new sponsor we'd love for you to support, and it's Snooze Mattress and SnoozeSleep.com. Their Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet, a mattress that is designed to fit every body. Introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress. You can choose soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with a reversible and washable temperature-regulated cover. It's made by Colorado, designed for the world, and you get a 122-year warranty to back it. Can't beat that. Oldest person to live was 122 years old. That's, that's where these crazy numbers come from. If you want some crazy numbers, how about $250 off? That's what you get off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base when you use code DNVR at snoozesleep.com. And if you get a dual split king with adjustable base, it's $1,000 off in savings. All you got to do is use code DNVR at snoozesleep.com. Patrick Lyons with DNVR Rockies with Tom Suteris, hitting coach of the Hartford Yargoats, as well as one of the bench coaches here in Arizona for the Salt River Rafters. Tom, how has it been going so far the first few weeks of the Arizona Fall League? Um, it's just been a great experience being able to get around some of the guys, and, and, and truly it's a lot of learning because there's you know five different organizations here, and everybody's kind of putting their thoughts together, learning a lot from each other, and learning a lot about these kids. So it's, it's been a blast. Tolia, uh, Ryan Vallade, two of the, the bigger names that are here, at least as far as the middle of the lineup go, uh, how have you liked their progressions uh, during the Arizona Fall League? Um, it's been great to work. I have a great great relationship with both guys, you know, as well as the other guys here, but it's been nice to uh, really see them keep growing and learning learning more about themselves every single day. You know, Obviously, Ryan had an opportunity to get to the big leagues this year, so for him to share his experience that he had in AAA and everything, it's been great, and he continues to learn and grow, and you know, I'm excited for him. And same with Michael. Totally is you know great from both sides of the plate, but you know we we rarely see that in Colorado. What's the challenges, and what does Tolia need to work on when look you're only getting half the amount of reps because you bat from both sides of the plate? Um, the one thing about Michael is he's a very very sharp guy, and he understands what he needs to work on every day. He he has routines that he does depending on what we're facing that day, and you know which swing he has to spend a little more time on. But he's got a great feel for it, and obviously it's a challenge. It'll be obviously the hit in general is a challenge. Then when you have to do it from two sides of the plate, it's another it's another challenge. But he's a sharp kid, and he's and he knows how to prepare the right way. And you know, he's obviously got some challenges, but um, he's doing a great job overall, and he's really really showing out well here in the fall league. Have you been salivating at getting your hands on Ezekiel Tovar next year at Hartford? Uh, I mean, I love I love Tovar just. I mean, everything he brings to the table, his mind his mind is elite, and that's what really, really impresses me. 
He knows how to compete. He, he understands himself. He's self-confident um, and also very self-aware of what he needs to work on. So, I, I mean, just I love being around the kid, and he, his energy is infectious. And finally, Willie McIver behind the plate, you know, started off the, the three home run game there in Hartford, you know, struggled a little bit after that. But again, overall, the defense has been a really important calling card from him. What have you seen in the second half from McIver? Uh, Willie's defense is elite. I mean, he I mean, the coaches here can't stop raving about what he does behind the plate, the way he is invested in the team and the pitchers, uh, the way he blocks, the way he throws. He does so many special things to help a team. Um, and, and, and he brings some pop offensively, and he, and he brings something to the table offensively. So I love his future. I'm excited. He learned a lot this year um, and when he moved up to double-A, and he's learning a lot more now. And, and he's a sponge, and he's going to keep getting better. And I'm excited for his future as well. Perfect. Thank you, Tom. You got it. On Wednesday, of course, the All-Star Game was announced. The participants in the Arizona Fall League, known as the Fall Stars Game. We've got outfielder Ryan Valade, as well as relief pitcher Reagan Todd, the left-handed reliever who I was able to catch up with during the day. So keep it tuned in. You'll get an exclusive taste of that one-on-one interview from the Regis Jesuit High School graduate, as well as the Colorado Mesa University ball player and the 32nd round selection in 2018. Good to see him. Good to catch up with him. Haven't talked to him with a couple seasons. And there could be a third participant as well. That's Michael Tolia. You got to go to the final to vote fan vote. That'll be available on the Arizona Fall League website. You can probably find that on MILB.com. He's going up against Boston's Jeter Downs and Milwaukee's Mario Feliciano. So Rockies fans, make sure you turn out for that. And if you want to watch this game, if you want to see it live, you can do so on MLB Network this Saturday at 5 p.m. Game goes on at Salt River Field. So spring training facility that you love to attend in February and March every single year. Well, you can get a nice taste of it again as I said, on Saturday on the MLB Network Radio. Trevor Story was nominated as one of the shortstop potential all-MLB team. You might have seen that. Close to 100 different nominees for the all-MLB team. Something new that Major League Baseball is doing. I really like this idea that they are they're trying to give out more awards. And uh, yeah, it might oversaturate the market just a little bit. But nevertheless, it's fun to talk about who the best players are in different contexts. So it's nice to see Story to get that nomination. Granted, with, again, close to 100 nominees, Story is the only one representing the Rockies. So, of course, that's a disappointment. But one you certainly understand, maybe C.J. Crone should have gotten a bit of a nomination. National League second base, was it enough by Brendan Rodgers? Maybe. Did Ryan McMahon do enough at third base? Maybe, of course, the second half by Herman Marquez did not really, well, he didn't help himself out. Let's just say that. Otherwise, I think he could have been another one of those nominees for the all MLB team. And one other thing to put on your radar, Kyle Freeland is trying to raise some money for Special Olympics Colorado. Now, he already made a special one-of-a-kind baseball mitt over the summer and helped raise some funds for Special Olympics Colorado. He's back again. You can check him out on Twitter, 
kfree underscore 21. He's also very active on Instagram as well. So check out that account. You can also check out our account at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. We've got that tweeted out for you to go. And what you can do is go ahead and buy some raffle tickets. The goal is to try to raise $10,000. We are not even 24 hours into the day. And at the moment of that I'm recording this, I think they've already raised close to $8,500. So they are well on their way to that goal. But what does your raffle ticket get you? Well, gets you a uh, somewhat of a once-in-a-generation type piece of memorabilia. And frankly, I, I think I need to get some raffle tickets myself because it's this beautifully framed piece that the background is the flag of Colorado the beautiful red, white, and blue, along with the sun centered within the sea that is the flag of Colorado. And it's four by three, three rows, four columns, 12 baseballs in all. And those 12 baseballs are each signed by one native Colorado ball player who's played in MLB this season. Yes. Kind of works out really nicely as far as this piece goes, but 12 ball players, you know their names really well. Of course, Kyle Freeland from Thomas Jefferson High School in Denver, Kevin Gaussman, all star this year, Grandview High School in Aurora, Mark Melanson from Golden High School, also an all star this year. There were a few, Taylor Rogers, can't forget him, Chatfield High School. There were three all stars here in Colorado, at Coors Field, same year. That was a beautiful thing. Of course, Taylor's twin brother, Tyler Rogers, also signed one of these baseballs. We got Marco Gonzalez from Rocky Mountain High School, Lucas Gilbreth, Colorado Rocky, from Legacy High School in Westminster, Pierce Johnson of Faith Christian Academy in Arvada, David Bodie, also Faith Christian Academy, Ryan Burr, Highlands Ranch High School, He's a relief pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. J.D. Hammer, former Rockies reliever. He was traded over to Philadelphia in the Pat Neshek deal in 2017. He's actually a free agent again. He may have to come up on a podcast later on this month where we talk about who some relief pitchers that the Rockies could target. And I think J.D. Hammer... Might be a good one, again, because of those Colorado roots. He went to Fort Collins High School. And then finally, Jordan Holloway made his major league debut this year from Ralston Valley High School, also in Arvada. So check that out, kfree underscore 21. You can also do a probably a rudimentary search on Google. You can follow me at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter for DNVR Sports. I'm Patrick Lyons. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.